For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The NFL draft has come and gone, but there is plenty to wager on. You've got playoff basketball, playoff hockey getting underway this week. If you want to place a bet on any of the sports action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, whatever sport, whatever you're thinking about, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. And I, we make it super easy to get started. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device, your desktop, whatever device. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, the NFL draft has come and gone. Steelers have the quarterback of the future. Really excited to be talking to you today about the future of our beloved Steelers. We're going to be talking and breaking down the draft. Honey Badger has a new team, which we'll get to towards the end of the show. Really excited okay. to be chopping it up with you, though. How are you this morning, my man? Man, I'm good this morning. Uh, watched the draft uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Had a good time doing it. So, man, you know, it's just one of them things. I just like seeing the kids go. Um, I like seeing dreams come true. Uh, I like, I, I like, I like the crying, uh, tears of joy. It's just, it's just fun watching the NFL draft, man, because you work so hard to put yourself in that position and to see guys actually, you know go to teams and get drafted, man. I, I wasn't able to be a New Yorker, so say. Like, I think the draft should always hit New York, just my personal opinion. Huh? But um, it's it's kind of cool that they're doing it in different cities to give everybody that experience. But, man, I, I enjoy the draft, man. So shout out to all, the, to all the draftees who got drafted, man. Your dreams did come true. With you there, Ike. And I do miss when it was at Radio City Music Hall and the Big Apple and you get the Jets fans all going nuts. But it has been fun to see this as like a traveling tour, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. on full display. And I, it brought back memories from there. I was there, I would say, earlier this month. We're now into the month of May now. But in early right. April, I was there. So it was a lot of fun. And at least for our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, at number 20, drafting Kenny Pickett, I'm shocked he was still on the board at number 20. But I want to know from you, Ike, what was your first reaction when you heard the news that the Steelers would draft Kenny Pickett with the 20th overall pick? Oh, man, he the first quarter quarterback off the board at number 20. But that just goes to show you um, how teams were thinking. I think the first five picks were defensive guys. Matter of fact, I know the first five picks of the draft were defensive guys, but Pittsburgh got their own, they got their own homegrown kid. So say, all you got to do, you went from one door to the other door, which is, which is odd, which is unique, which is, it's crazy because we, we share the same building, right? We split it right down the middle. It's the University of Pittsburgh, then it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So for you to actually get drafted in the same building for a historical team, seven just love Big Ben, I mean, seven just love. And now you next in line because Coach T already put it out there. Like, oh, yeah, he he's fighting for opportunity to start first day. <laughs> that's that's what, that's what he's coming in and doing. By the way, we didn't add some weapons to help him out. Man, how, how how cool is that? That's like that's like me getting drafted from the Saints. Like, I'm from the city of New Orleans. I, I, I get drafted by the Saints. Man, that's crazy. So for, so for Kenny actually to go to that college – See guys four and a half, five years, go in and out the same building and wind up getting drafted by that team. Shout out to Kenny Pickett, man. I'm more surprised than you that he dropped to 20. 
but I guess he was number one on their board when it came down to that position. And that was a need for him, you know? So, um, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, man. <laughs> Congratulations, Kenny. We made it. Yeah, I when I saw the news on Thursday night, I was like the little kid on Christmas who gets the toy that he wants from Santa Claus because I didn't think there was any way that both Pickett and Willis would be on the board. They'll forever be linked. Before we get more into Pickett, though, can you just explain for our listeners and viewers how the facility is split up between the Steelers and the University of Pittsburgh? Because the Pittsburgh Panthers also play their football right. games at Heinz Field. You were in that locker room for 12 years, though, with the Steelers. Can you just explain, like, inside the locker room how the building is divided? Because there's familiarity, but there is separation from my understanding. Yeah, so it's just a wall going straight down the middle. The only, so you can't see nothing. The only time we can see each other is in the training room in the hot and cold tub, and that's all glass. So the training room people, they talk to each other a lot, you know. Some of the guys come over and some of our guys go over, whether it's going to the hot or cold tub. And that's really the only time we get to see everybody. But, yeah, that 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 building is split directly down the middle between the Pitt Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's just like I was I was there with uh, Regis and I was there with Larry Fitzgerald, Ryan Rutherford. So I got to see them guys all the time and they got to see us all the time. So. It was just unique, man. It was cool. We uh, drafted the corner. His name was Hank Poteet in uh fifth round, fourth or fifth round from the University of Pittsburgh. So all he had to do was walk right across and open a different door as well. But it, it's just how cool would it be you sharing the building with the, you know, prestige um, football organization and you wind up getting drafted by that organization. Like how, how cool, how cool is that? So um, how cool are you in college and you've been talking to Coach Tomlin saying what's up to him? Or we, because we share the same cafeteria, and he wound up being your head coach. Like, how cool is that? You know, so it's it's, it's just a cool little thing, man. Honestly, I wish more colleges did it like that. That have football teams at their uh in their cities, you know. So, but Pittsburgh is unique. Pittsburgh is just different, Mark. You know what I'm saying? And I see why. The more we talk football, the more I talk to other guys who played on other teams. DeMar talked to other guys who played on other teams that came to us. They just like, bro, y'all just different, bro. Like the brotherhood is is it's unique. It's unbelievable. Like we see why y'all was winning the way y'all was winning because the brotherhood is so thick. You know, it's 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 blood. But Pittsburgh different, Mark. It's real different. I wish I would have got drafted nowadays. Not only for the money, but just the city is changing in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there, Ike. I'm with you there. Um, at number 20, I'll say this. Like I said, the Steelers had their choice, and that was the most surprising thing to me. But I want to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt because of the experience Pickett had starting however many games he started with Pittsburgh. He, so he's experienced. And, Ike, you tell me this all the time. With other position groups, he's accustomed to playing in the cold weather at Heinz mm. Field as well mm. late in the season in November and December at the collegiate level, but hopefully at the pro level in January and February if you're competing for Lombardi trophies. I kind of go to – I know this quarterback class wasn't nearly as strong as previous years, but I look across the division and I see Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. I look across the rest of the AFC and you've got Mahomes and Josh Allen and Herbert, and it's like – Steelers needed somebody to compete and at least be in that conversation. You bring in Pickett, you bring in George Pickens, who we'll talk about here in just a second. And it's like, you have a nice young core of offensive skill position players. All are 25 and younger right now. Mm -hmm. So that to me is what really, really excites me because if the offensive line can be right, you can be talking about an offense that look, the last two years has been, I'm just going to say it, it's been brutal. But with the young talent that you have at the skill position players at running back, at tight end, at receiver now, I like the core that the Steelers have developed at all of those different positions. And all these guys are 25 and younger. Yeah, I think you I think you said something interesting. And we've talked about this on the show when it comes down to quarterbacks. Can a quarterback, how does he throw in the cold weather? 
and for for Kenny to actually play at Heinz Field. I mean, just think about it. So you share the same building and you wind up sharing the same football field. So you go from college playing on Heinz Field, you go from having a facility, splitting it with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So now you talk about as a scout, okay, how does this guy throw in the cold weather? Well, why the heck you worrying about if a guy throws in the cold weather? Because if you if you look at all the teams, um, once it becomes December, January football, it's usually in cold weather cities, you know? So you look at Big Ben, Miami, Ohio, cold weather. You know, people people don't understand how cool it gets in California. Aaron Rodgers, cold weather. Um, the only exception, uh, and that was Patrick Mahomes who won a Super Bowl. But, man, he, he's proven year, year in and year out the weather doesn't affect him at all. Josh Allen, cold weather. Tom Brady, Michigan, cold weather. So when you look at these cold weather quarterbacks, it doesn't affect them. And the the, the weather ain't going to be as good. You know, you, you got the wind blowing. You got the wind chill. How does this person grip the ball? Can he still get it from opposite numbers to the other hash? You know, can he throw a tight spiral when it's negative two degrees and you got a 30-degree wind chill? Like, it's, it's a lot of things you just look at. And these guys that I mentioned been doing it for a while. So Kenny Pickett, honestly, he, what he broke – Dan Marino's records, passing records. He's been playing. He's been playing for a while in this cold weather. So nothing ain't gonna be new for him. The only thing, the only new stage will be for him is now he's a professional. You know, Heinz Field ain't gonna be nothing different. It's just he gonna feel the still a nation now. And I'm sure he's been to a lot of the games. But now he's gonna actually be one of them guys who will be on the field trying to lead the Pittsburgh Steelers into playoff contentions. Hopefully, hopefully a Super Bowl. But Kenny Pickett, man, what a not only what a great pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I thought Kenny Pickett was the most right now ready quarterback out of them all. You know, just going through his progressions, throwing the cold weather, um, him being there for four years, and you can say you can see each year he was getting better. You know, so for 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 me, Mark, it's a win win on both situations. It's a win for Kenny Kenny Pickett, and it's a win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we talked about this on our show as well too, Mark. If I'm if I'm if I'm a draft pick, I do not want to go high because I know I'm going to a team, a bad organization. I'm going to a bad team, in a couple of years they're gonna switch my head coach. I wouldn't mind going 15 and down. Just my personal opinion, and I know Kenny thought he was gonna go real high, but I'm so I know he's so glad that he went to an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 20. I'm just jotting down like the quarterbacks that were rookies last year that now have new head coaches. Trevor Lawrence, believe Davis Mills in Houston, Justin Fields in Chicago. If I'm missing someone else, um, but that's just three off Zach, the top of my head. No, Zach, no, Zach, no, Zach. Yeah, Sa- but we're Salah's about still them. there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get to we'll get to the Jets a little bit later here in the show. Uh, I before we get to Pickens, I have one more question, and I don't want to take away from the Steelers' selection of Pickett because when they were on the board at 20, Pickett's available, Willis was available. I wanted one of the two just relative right. to who was on the board still at number 20. Jordan Davis was gone. Could have gone with Devontae Wyatt, but had you been the Steelers' GM, if you were Kevin Colbert in that situation, based on who was available at number 20, would you still have taken Pickett? Who would you have selected with the 20th overall pick? Based on who is still available, on yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have took Pickett, Mark. I would have, because honestly, you know, the guys you just named, not only they were gone, but I can get a need, and I felt like he was the best quarterback. So I'm not. He's not going to get past me. So I think Kevin Colbert and Stav did did real well. Well, if if it was me, I definitely would have picked uh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, because now I, now I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm getting the need that I I'm getting somebody that I need and I'm getting the best quarterback in the draft. I'm with you there. I think we are both in agreement too that Willis has the greater upside, but Willis is not going to start day one, week one of the 2022 season. So you said something earlier, Ike. You said Pickett's the most pro ready quarterback right now. Right. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Okay, let's go to the second round. Steelers draft Georgia wide receiver George Pickens. And when we recorded our show, Ike, on April the 11th, I tweeted out this clip. Right. Psychic Ike Taylor was out on the Believe in Steelers show that day. And if you go back and watch the clip again, 
I've tweeted this out. You can go back and watch our show when we were doing the top receivers. You mentioned how the Steelers were very, very interested in George Pickens. You go back and watch the clip, and it's like two to three weeks later, who are the Steelers drafted in the second round? George is George Pickens. So I, I, I've got to compliment you there. I was blown away. You texted me like, didn't we talk about him? I'm like, I don't remember. Let me watch the clip. And sure enough, it was just like I called this two or three weeks before it happened. Well done, Ike. I saw how Coach T looked at that young man like he was still. Then, and this is this is what Georgia Pro Day on TV. So once I saw that, I said, "Uh oh." I said, "I know that look because I didn't been enough draft meetings. I didn't. I, I didn't been. In, I didn't talk to Coach T too many times while I was playing on what what he's looking for. I said, "Man, let me go ahead and look at George Pickens." Let me watch some of his tape. So then I wind up watching some of his tape. He's scrappy. He will fight a corner in a minute. <laughs> so I said, oh, we got a, we got a, we got a scrapper. He's all attitude. Okay, what he needs to work on. He just needs to work on his route running. Obviously, he got injured, so nobody really wasn't talking about him when he did. But I saw that look from Coach T. Mark. I said, oh, shucks. I know that look. I know that he 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 did a he did a uh he did a dig. So a dig is a fourteen yard in, and he he sunk his hips. He swiveled his head around real fast. He came out the break and caught that thing with his hands. It looked like the ball just like was like a basketball. He caught it soft. You know, you you really couldn't hear. And Coach T gave one of them one of them looks like that. <laughs> I said, oh, I, I, I said, oh, he, <laughs> I said, he on the radar. He's on the radar, but he's a, he's a stealer. They, they, they play yeah. work good. You catch a receiver, you catch a quarterback, then you catch a young receiver. That's how, that's what these teams are doing right now, right? Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, you know, Jalen, Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Devontae Smith. Like that's, that's what they, that's what they're doing. Tua mm-hmm. Waddle. That's, that's what these teams are doing. So, you catch a quarterback, you catch a young receiver to go with him. So I get it. Pittsburgh wound up doing it, and I don't even think they was looking for it. I don't even think they was looking for this. It, it just kind of – so Kevin Cole was – this is his last draft, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And everything falls in line. For oh, him. yeah. Oh, yeah. I he agree. got him a quarterback. The same thing Ozzy did for the Raiders. Ozzy got him a quarterback before he left. And with the quarterback, he got him a receiver. Kevin just did the same thing. He got him a quarterback, and with the quarterback, he got him a receiver. But God, dog, this, this George Pickens, he's scrapping Mark. Mark, he, he, but he, he has, he's, he reminds me of Martavis Bryant. I tell you that. That's who. That's who he remind me. And if Martavis would have kept his mind right, Lord have mercy, ain't no, ain't no telling. But George Pickens. He reminds me of Martavis. In between him and Kenny and company, it's going to be him, Kenny, and company. <laughs> That's what they're going to name their crew. <laughs> Kenny and company. Kenny should have some fun because <laughs> he got a running back. He got a yep. tight end. He got yep. three receivers. Yeah, and they're all young, Ike. I've got all their ages right here. Uh, Harris is 24, Firemuth 23, Deontay Johnson 25. Mm-hmm. He's the elder statesman at 25. Chase right. Claypool's 23, Pickens is 21. He's going to help fill the void because remember, Juju's gone, James Washington's gone, Ray Ray McLeod are gone. Pickens yep. was the 11th receiver taken in the draft, including the fifth in the second round. Yeah, that was and, going. That was going like hot yeah, in the first. Yeah, round. and yep. honestly, it was like if not for his ACL injury this past season, I because he came back, but he wasn't quite the same player. You could tell he wasn't 100. But if not for that injury, no doubt about no doubt about it in my mind that Pickens would have gone in the first oh, yeah. round. Like yeah. to me, and again, I go back to cold weather receivers playing late mm-hmm. in the season. And mm-hmm. if there's a position group where the Steelers farewell on the offensive side of the ball, it's receiver, defensive side 100. of the ball, it's linebacker. So it's just 100. like, I, I love this pick because you've got to fill the void. I like Chase Claypool, I like Deontay Johnson, but you needed a third guy. You know, I have that third guy to go along with Fryermuth and Najee Harris in the backfield. And like I said, there is now youth and talent 
at the Steelers' various skilled position players. And that's got to be super exciting, especially for Pickett, who's coming into the league. You're setting him up to succeed based on the players that you have around him. And that, to me, Ike, you mentioned going later in the draft. It's that burden doesn't have to fall on a young player's shoulders because they're being asked to do too much to make up for teams' discrepancies at other positions. When Pickett starts, whether it's week one, whether it's in week eight, whether it's later in the season, I have confidence that they'll, he'll be in an opportunity to succeed based on the young talent around him. Yeah, you got a running back on the phone the ball once, and 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 Najee, you got Pat uh, Fryermuth. I mean, he's going he's coming into his own. We all saw that when it came down to the red zone, who Big Ben was looking for, mm-hmm. and that was P Dog. Then you got Chase. Chase just need to get his mind right because his athleticism is above and beyond. Juju gone, but you wind up got Deontay Johnson. He's one of the, he's a young star talented receiver up and coming. And here you go with George Pickens. So and, and, and then you wind up getting Austin. You wind up getting uh, Calvin Austin from Memphis, a, a straight burner, ran a four two, a four three two. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. So you 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 for for Kenny and company, because this 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 is going to wind up being Kenny and company. We just don't know when he's going to uh, when when he's going to start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but. Yeah, Kenny and company, man, between that firepower, offensive line, they, they upgraded their offensive line. You you got depth at the tight end. And you already know, if you're a quarterback, you know for sure, it's one position they ain't never got to worry about. And that, and that's the wide receivers. Because all they do is draft all the famous for the wide receiver position. And they got me a one-two punch. Yeah, yeah, I can. The Kenny and company band, if you need like a clarinetist or let me know what instrument you need me to learn how to play. I want to be a part of Kenny and company. No, we're going to be coaching. I'll try. I'll try out. And, okay, okay. I'll try yeah, out. We're going to be the coach. We're going to be, yeah, we're going to be the coach. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, third round, Steelers get Texas A&M defensive lineman, DeMarvin Leal. DeMarvin lineman, Leal, Ike. Yeah. Not just a defensive tackle, a, def- a D-line. D-line. I think he I needs like to it. add a little bit of weight. But Correct. explosive in short spaces. Ike, I went back to our scouting report of Leal ahead of the draft. And mm-hmm. big thing, 6'4", 283 again. We'll need to add a little bit of weight. But people might get hung right. up in a five-second, 40-yard dash. But a, a, a lineman typically is not going to be running 40, down, 40 yards down the field. Right. I like it because they add depth at a position that they desperately needed help in. And this is not a knock on Cameron Hayward. Cameron Hayward's turning 33 this month. Tyson Alualu turns 35 this month. If they get to it back, to it turns 29 this month. So they're all getting older. Right. And you were dead last in the NFL in the 2021 season in rushing yards allowed. Hopefully, Leal can help with that, shore things up. You bring in Miles Jack in free agency. And this was another area of need where the Steelers get a very, very good player and a player who dominated the SEC last season. One other thing with Leal as well, mentioned the college teammates. A year ago, the Steelers draft Leal's Texas A&M college teammates in Dan Moore Jr., linebacker Buddy Johnson. So there's going to be some of that familiarity of, hey, young fella, we were in the same sure. spot as you a year ago. When you come in, here's what you need to do. Here's the Steeler way. I really like this pick because I would have wanted to get someone a little bit bigger at this position, but I think right. it'll work out for Leal on that defensive line. He gives them the depth that they so desperately needed. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, 6'3", 285, I had him in a 4'3 scheme. And if now and now it's my personal opinion, it's starting to be Coach Thomas' defense. And when he was in Tampa with Coach Dunning, what they ran a 4'3". When Coach T was the defensive coordinator for Minnesota and they had one of the top defenses, what did they run? A 4'3". So I think historically Pittsburgh is known for the 3-4. I think Coach, Coach T are kind of tweaking and hybrid, hybrid the defense. And, and make it a 4-3, and I'm looking at it because I'm looking at his draft picks. You know, it is a 4-3 guy. Cam is a 4-3 guy. He just so happened to be able to play a 3-4. DeMarvin Leal, he's a 4-3 guy. So keep this in mind. Pittsburgh Steelers could be transferring over to a 4-3 kind of defense. And the way I'm looking at it is because I'm looking at the draft picks and the personnel. Yeah, them guys can go – they can go a 3-4 or, or 4-3. But I'm looking more towards what the head coach likes to run. And I think the head coach now is this is about to be his defense, and he's going to run that 4-3. But I had 
the Marvin Lill, man, I had him one of the best linemen in and out of his breaks. I thought he was one of the best D linemen um, that can play either inside or out. And I did have exactly what you said, Mark. He does need to gain a little bit of weight. He's 6'3", 285. So, but I don't know if that would be a good thing or a bad thing because he might play stronger than what his weight says. And for, for a young guy, what you have on your side right now is youth being explosive and getting up the field fast. I don't think he wants to slow that down because that's what Coach T wants. Coach T's want guys who can get up and who can get up and disrupt. So instead of bouncing through the holes, you bounce outside to the linebackers and the corners. So yeah, I think I think this is a good fit. This is a good fit. Like Pittsburgh solved one of their problems that we was talking about. And that was getting a defensive lineman in this draft. And if you look at his body type, he's built like a Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious to see where they line Leal up on the field. If I had to guess, I would probably say a three technique, maybe a five technique. So mm-hmm. B gap, C gap versus A gap, B gap. But that's one of the things that I'm most curious about, especially early on, is where is he lined up from a defensive front? And going back to the, your point of three, four, four, three, maybe a little bit of a hybrid, depending on what personnel you have on the field and how you want to match up against an opposing offense. Curious to see the chess match uh, this upcoming season for that Steelers defense. Uh, there's some other picks we need to get through. You already kind of stole my thunder about Calvin Austin the third, the receiver out of Memphis. Oh, yeah. I love to see him in the, the slot. I love his speed. He joined Memphis as a preferred walk-on. Potentially, potentially I could see him as a return man for the Steelers, too. Curious because, remember, Ray Ray is now gone. Yeah, he but, will. Yeah, one other thing too, because um, we so we talked about Austin. How cool mm-hmm. is it drafting Connor Hayward? So the Steelers now have four sets of brothers four, four on sets of the brothers, team. Bro. On the team, uh, a, a power rankings. If I had to, it's got to be somewhere between the Watts and the Haywards. But uh, the Watts, the Haywards, the Edmonds, and the Davis brothers—four brothers on one team—like that's got to be just the absolute dream. I mean, that's. That's just that's just the stillness. Like that's that's the if they feel like if they feel like your family is just good people, they coming for you. You know? So I think Coach Coach T tried to do it first with the Pouncy Brothers, but it yeah. just cause cause them boys used to be together in the offseason in Pittsburgh at the facility all the time. And we used to vouch for P like, Coach, get his twin. Like, what we doing? What we waiting on? The timing. Just just wasn't right. But now Coach got four. Four sets of brothers. The Pittsburgh Steelers got four sets of brothers in. Why not? You know, how cool is that? You know, you, you, your dream is to make it to the NFL. That's what I be trying to tell people. Like, it's over 100 some thousand athletes that are in college total, right? Only 267 got drafted. And that just, that, that varies depending on the year. Out of two, 200. So you have to be some of the you have to be the best in the world at your position in order to get drafted. What they had like 20, 20 receivers total. Like every position, every position, only fifteen to twenty guys get drafted in the world. And when you look at a college roster, where they got over one hundred and twenty five total on the roster, that's a lot of people. So you got to be real good at what you're doing to get drafted. And that's what I try to explain to these kids. I was like. I know all of y'all thinking y'all are going to the NFL, but I got some good news for you. <laughs> so I got some real good news for you. It's not going to happen. I say you you have to put yourself in that position to get to it. Only 240 to 60-something kids get drafted. That's that's You do better by going and trying to hit the lottery. <laughs> yeah, For real, Mark. Yeah. So we, we just saw how far – Malik Willis slid. Mm-hmm. We we thought Malik was going first round. Yes. Second round. Yes. So that's why I'll be trying to tell people how hard it is. But shout out to 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 Connor Haywood. Shout out to Cam Haywood and his mom. You know, don't don't forget Ironhead Haywood. He was real known in the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The city of New Orleans loved Ironhead Haywood. And in some places just like him. And his other some I'm sure he's going to play just like him as well. But like you said, you got the Davis, the Edmonds, the Watts, and the Haywards. I mean, how cool? How cool is that? How yes. cool is that? And you're mama talking- ain't got to go. Mama ain't got to go nowhere. 
My man got to get no extra flight <laughs> to, to go to a whole different city. God has set her up perfect. Hey, we're going to drop both of your sons in one city. Here you go. And you're talking about Craig Hayward, Ironhead Hayward, the dad Correct. played football Correct. for the Saints and the Bears, was in the league for years. Uh, some good some good DNA there, Ike. Some good DNA there. You mentioned the traveling, too. That reminds me of when Travis Kelsey's mom was going yeah, back before the playoff did. games. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of it. I'm like, I had a bet with you. I'm like, I bet she flew coach. And they're like, ah, oh, she flew private. And our research team found out she actually flew coach and had to go from playoff game to playoff game in one day. That's that's a good parent right there. Ike. That's a good parent right there. Uh, I have some questions about the Steelers. I just want to throw out there and feel free mm-hmm. to hop in at any point. Ike. I really have three. The most obvious one being how soon does Kenny Pickett start? So, like, honestly, we're going to talk about that all off season, but that's that's one big one. I still have two big questions of needs that I think that the Steelers have for the 2022 season. Number one, who will emerge as the running back behind Najee Harris, considering mm-hmm. in the regular season he had 381 touches, so that's carries and catches. He only fumbled once all season long. That was in the playoff game. And he stayed healthy. So who can help shoulder the load with Harris? Mm. That's one big question I have. And then number two, what's going on at the quarter, uh, the cornerback position? Is Joe Hayden coming back? Are you going to try to develop some of the younger talent on the roster? Those are just the two big questions I have following the 2022 draft for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, I can't – right now we can't take away Kenny Pickett, bro. You know, uh, we can't take away, I'm sorry, Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if Mitch had this kind of talent as a starter. You know, and he's getting the first start. We shall see. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky might take over. He might He might take off. He could. So I'm not going to take it. This This is his first time where he's going to have a running back, a tight end, and a plethora of receivers. So let's not, let's, let's not talk so soon. Yeah, we want Kenny Pickett to be the franchise guy, but this this might just open the door. His eyes just might open up. You know, Mitch Trubisky like, oh, this is this is what y'all call luxury. You know, I didn't have this kind of luxury. Y'all call this five star. Like I was I was going to the two star restaurants. Man, I'm at a five star restaurant. You know, like I go from noodles to linguine, <laughs> De Lamar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to take away – I'm not going to talk soon just now because you would rather start Mitch and let young boy come in and never look back than to play young boy and to sit him out if he plays bad a couple of games. Yeah, I, I think that's that's not the way you want to go. So I'm not taking Mitchell Trubisky out this quarterback situation mark at the at the cornerback position mark i think they want to go young i think because you got you got two head coaches you got coach t and brian flores sitting over there on the defensive side you know how cool is that so i think they, they're gonna always come up with a good game plan and i think coach flores did a lot of unorthodox things when it came down to you know letting draft picks go him him seeing minka again so how cool is that Damn, Mink, I traded you to the Pittsburgh Steelers and I wound up being your coach as well as a defensive specialist. So I think at a cornerback position, um, is it a, is it a door open for Joe? I think it is for Pittsburgh, but I think they want to just gather their young guys, give them experience and see what they can do. All right. And so again, we'll be talking about this all off season long too, like uh, right. Steelers also got Mark Robinson, a linebacker out of Ole Miss in the seventh round. They also got Chris Oladokun, mm-hmm. a quarterback out of South Dakota sure. State in the mm-hmm. in the seventh round too. And imagine he'll be the practice squad quarterback, a lot like uh, the role Joshua Dobbs served uh, the last right. few years for the Steelers. Ike, let's go to our other observations from the draft. Okay, and I want to know if there's one team that you felt won the NFL draft of all the teams, 32 teams in the league, which team do you think had the best 2022 NFL draft? The Jets. I think the Jets just, just won it. You know what I'm saying? I think they that first round, because they wound up having three three in the first. 
Well, they got Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson in the first stake. So pulling up the rest of the draft board. And they wind up getting my defensive lineman from uh, Florida State, my DM from Florida State. Jermaine Um, Johnson? Yeah. So I think, I think, I think they hit. Because you you know you know how we already felt with Garrett, we felt like he was no more receiver. Mm-hmm. You know how we already felt with Sauce. Sauce was one or two. Stingler went three. Sauce go right behind him at, at that position. Then you look at the DM position, the defensive line position, and you wind up getting who who they wind up getting? Mark, my guy from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, you want them getting Jermaine Johnson, man. You talking about at every position, you you got guys either one or two. And Brees Hall out of Iowa State, too, Ike. And he was, and he was one my of our no, – He was our number one running back. <laughs> so, so you – that's what I'm saying. You, you hit, and I always say, you are your coach's personality. Mm-hmm. If you have a finesse coach like, like Andy Reid, he's a, he's, a, he's a finesse guy. You know, he's a smoke and mirrors kind of guy. So how is team going to play? They're going to play finesse. Coach Harbaugh sitting over there with the Ravens, he's a he's a, he's a bar alley kind of guy. So how they going to play? The Ravens going to want to smack you in the mouth when it comes down to hitting. Coach Salah sitting over there with the Jets. <laughs> how he drafted, he's showing you his personality. Sauce, a dog. Jermaine, a dog. He got all the tools in the toolbox to be one of the greats if he can. And you got a swaggy quarterback. You got a young Jim McMahon. Joe Joe named his swaggy quarterback. He don't even know it yet. And Zach Wilson. So man, I, I thought I thought their first four picks, and that's crazy. I forgot they, they picked up Bryce. I thought their first four picks was was bangers. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State. I'm glad to see Zach Wilson get some help, Ike. So <laughs> I almost said you follow your some chair. Picks. Yeah. They got yeah. some picks, bro. They 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 got a they got they had a good draft. Let me go in a little bit different of a direction. I okay. like what the Jets did. I had a few teams written down. I like the other New York team, the Giants getting both Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. So like their line should be Set, you'd imagine. How about mm-hmm. the Eagles getting Jordan Davis all the way at 13 and trading for A.J. Brown as well, so they make major upgrades. Oh, and by the way, with the Eagles too, let me point this out. Linebacker. They, they have – well, hang on, hang on. They have two first-round picks in 2023. So if it doesn't work with Jalen Hurts this upcoming season, they're ready to roll next season and say – We've got all the talent around Hurts, and if it doesn't work, we still have a plan in place next offseason to even add more talent around Hurts, or we can say, we can say, hmm, could we get a Bryce Young? Could we get a C.J. Stroud? We could get someone else potentially if you're Philly. So I like what they did as well. Two other teams I liked as well. The Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, hometown kid, Jamison Williams, explosive wide receiver, thought they got better. And I really like what the Chiefs did because like the Steelers, I felt they they filled needs that they needed. Trent McDuffie, he's going to take over for Charvarius Ward. That's a honey fill badger. that honey badger role. Mm-hmm. George Karloftis, who in my opinion was like the Your most guy. underrated edge rusher. Right. I haven't even mentioned Sky Moore yet, who has the second best name in this year's draft behind Sauce Gardner. But Sky Moore, right. be a receiver, help try to fill the void. With Tyree Kill now in Miami, Brian Cook, the safety out of Cincy, is a good player, and then Chanel number five, Leo Chanel, the most violent hitter in this year's draft too. So I like what the Chiefs did, and I hate to admit this, I gotta, I gotta get one more in. I could get one more. I like what the Ravens did in this year's draft, and I hate to admit Not it because now they had a draft. Kyle Hamilton at the safety position, Tyler Linderbaum on the offensive line. They get David Ajabo, the edge rusher from Michigan, and then UConn's Travis Jones, and I'm like. Man, like, here's how I feel about that, right? You know you had a good draft if the team that hates you the most is like, dang, they got better. We did not want them to do this. And every pick that the Ravens had, I'm like, man, that was a really good pick. I I hate it. I hate it. So those were the teams that stuck out to me. Yeah, the Ravens and the Jets. 
I, I thought they I thought they both got the top guys at their position and feel their needs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Ike, is there a player who went to a team that you felt was best the best pick? Like the best fit with this new team. And if you need me to start, I've got a few listed. What's what's my what's my linebacker who fell in the draft from Georgia who went to Philly? Nicobe Dean. Yeah. Yeah. I think Nicobe, you talking about a steal. Man, that's highway robbery. <laughs> you know, for 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 a guy to go that low with that potential. I'm talking about the man was sitting, he was sitting on 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 day one with his hat on, with his suit looking good. I said, oh, Nicobe Dean, boy, that boy, that boy's going to a gala or something. That boy looked real good. And for him to fall all the way down, for me, that's, that's a steal, bro. Like, you know, he, he was the alpha of that defense. Him, him. Nicobe Dean was the alpha. And for, I think Philly got him, bro. Yeah, yeah, it Did was. And I think it was it was Philly. And I was curious because I was trying to see why he fell. From what I could find, it was something to do with his medicals. Because uh, I don't think there were character issues. But that I think, I, look, whenever something like this happens, there's going to be more reporting on what happens. Right. But to get him a player who's a first or second round talent later in the draft, he was another mm-hmm. one of those guys like some of the quarterbacks who fell. And it's just like, why is this guy falling as far as he did? Good pick there. I, I like Jordan Davis in Philly. I thought they got a great pick. I liked Kyle yeah, Hamilton to Baltimore. Those, those, I, so those were my two favorite: Jordan Davis to Philly, Kyle Hamilton to the Baltimore Ravens too. And it was just like those were two of the best fits in my opinion. Yeah, Philly. We saw what Philly was doing towards the end of the year last year. They answered a lot of questions that uh, that they needed in the draft in this year's draft. And they got a few players who won a national championship. So they're they're bringing in winners. You know what I'm saying? They're bringing in attitudes. They're bringing in, they're bringing in strong personalities, especially on that defensive side. And everybody, everybody, everybody played with each other. I mean, these kids ain't far apart. Jalen Hurts ain't far apart from Jordan Davis and the Kobe D. Um, Devontae Smith, he just he just played with them a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So these guys all know each other. They Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. That's when you're talking about championships. Clemson at the level. time. Yeah. Yeah, the college level. So man, we see them. Oh, now we teammates. Let's rock. <laughs> this is what we do. So I like Philly's creating a young culture, a young winning culture. You know what I'm saying? And that and that gets real contagious. And it weaves everybody who's not accustomed to winning. Because when you get guys from Alabama, Georgia, the SEC, we're very, we're very structured. It's damn near NFL small league anyway. If you go to to the uh, SEC, well, yeah, the, you know, the Bulldogs had five defensive players drafted in the first round total. alone. It broke the record. They have, yeah, they have fifteen yeah. total. So you you getting you're not you, you you're when you draft guys who win, Mark, you're getting professional young men. They're going to be in the meetings on time because Coach Saban ain't playing that. They're going to be in the weight room on time but Coach Saban ain't playing that. They're going to all their classes because Coach Saban ain't playing that. Same thing, same way in Georgia. Like when you're getting a a, a guy from a winning program, it's a reason why. And you got to do everything right off the field in order to be successful on the field, and that's what Philly doing right now. You know, Philly doing everything right. They're getting guys from winning programs, and that just weaves everybody who's not strong-minded out of that locker room, whether you're and, an old head or whether you're young. And the trade for A.J. Brown giving up a first-round pick, I'd much rather have A.J. Brown for the first-round pick than Hollywood Brown. That's not a knock on Hollywood Brown. I just think A.J. Correct, Brown's correct. the better receiver. And so they, hey, get, good, see- they get good value there. We did see what Tennessee did. Tennessee went on and got uh, AJ Brown, brother, and and Traylon Burks. 
That's what that does exactly. That one nothing but a swap for a swap. Hey, oh, yeah. AJ, we appreciate yeah. you. We're not paying you that kind of money you want, but we're about to get you twin brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we're about to do. Ike, speaking of New Orleans, Honey yep. Badger is headed to the Saints. We get breaking news here on the show today. It doesn't always happen. A homecoming for Honey Badger. He played his college ball at LSU. Long-awaited signing. He was one of the biggest free agents this offseason. I'm amazed that the Saints get him because they went into free agency like $70 million over the cap. I checked over the cap this morning, and they have about $20 million to spend. And I can't help but wonder, it's like at what point – is Sean Payton going to scratch his head and say, hmm, we drafted Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is coming back. Should I have come back for the 2022 season versus stepping down? Honey Badger is coming home. The three-time Pro Bowl safety expected to sign that news breaking today. What was your reaction, Ike? Because it's just like I'm amazed they were able to even to sign him because going into free agency, they were in salary cap hell. Hey, don't, don't forget, you know, them owners will find a way. Yeah, I mean that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 they'll make up a new rule when you got that kind of money. <laughs> you find a way, and you make up a new rule. <laughs> that, that, that what you do, and so that, so you're a seventy over the cap, but you find a way to get a twenty. Okay, okay. They they that that's that's what I do know, Mark. When you're that rich, well, they're not even rich. When you're that wealthy, you find a way, and you call one of your billionaire homeboys and be like, "Hey, bro." We gotta we gotta bend the rule or two because the salary cap thing ain't working. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do this on the fly right now. Let me call Jerry, because I'm sure everything goes through Jerry. Hey Jerry, uh tell Roger this what we're doing. Roger that tempo. <laughs> to 20, 20 million dollars right now. <laughs> Twenty million dollars right now, bro. That's how them calls me. When you're that wealthy mark. But shout out to the honey badger, man. Yes, honey badger yes. coming home. He's coming home. From the city of New Orleans, I know him personally. Went to LSU. When you were number seven at LSU and you're a defensive back, that means you're special. Wind, winds up getting drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, and guess who was over there at the time and who was vouching for him? And that's Pat, Pat P, Patrick Peterson. Wind up doing that because he played with him. Balled out. Wind up going to KC, winning him a Super Bowl. Balled out. Now he's back home, and that's that's really what he wanted. He wanted to come back home because the man does so much for the city. Like in the off season, he always doing something in New Orleans. But the Saint the Saints got him a football player. They that's one like we talk about it all the time, Mark, and that's taking the height, size, and speed out of things. Can this kid play football? He been doing this since LSU days. Punt return. We saw what we were doing at the punt return, the LSU days. The man stripping the ball. He's always he's ball savvy. He's ball aware. You know, corner, safety, slot, nickel, dime. He do it all back though. I, I watched Hard Knocks and Travis Kelsey was talking about Honey Badger and just his intensity. He was bringing to the practice field. Like it took their defense to a whole nother level. It gave him that kind of swag, and he's one of those guys. Just one guy, smallest man, small, smallest man on the field, just bringing that energy to the field, to that locker room, to the organization. That's what Honey Badger finna do with the Saints, cause that's all it was missing. They was missing that good energy. I got, I got a little kid, Duran, for seven on seven. He's all, he's the shortest guy on the field, but he's all energy. I said, bro, you don't know you five six, cause you play six three, six four. He played corner for me. They always trying to pick on him, and he always come up big. I said, bro, but it's your energy. You you just every day you just got good energy. Your teammates feed off of that. That's honey badger. There's a clip that he was mic'd up by against the Chiefs were playing the Browns, and Wyatt Teller catches Honey Badger on a block, and Wyatt Teller absolutely demolishes him. And Honey Badger, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Honey Badger's laughing <laughs> and he goes, Oh, thank you, thank you. Because he gets blown up on the play, but it's the chess match of, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to take up Wyatt Teller as a blocker, turn the play back inside and allow my guys to take a play. It's small plays like that. Yeah. Of course, the explosive plays, the interceptions, the, the right. forced fumbles, the fumble recoveries, all of that. 
but it's plays like that, the chess match of a player that you're getting where it's the mentals and it's, it's not a highlight play, but it is a winning play throughout the course of an entire game. It's small things like that. And that's why I think he was so sought after in this free agency. So Saints are getting a hell of a player in Tyran Matthew. Ike, as we wrap up here this week, I want to wish you a happy early birthday on Friday. You're going to be celebrating Friday Eve on Thursday. So I want to wish you a happy uh, early birthday. Many thanks are in order. That includes you, Ike Taylor, the Believe Network, our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and the crew at Brinks. Today's sponsor, betonline.ag. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers for tuning in and watching the Believe in Steelers show. Hey, Mark, got to give a huge shout out to you. I second everything you just said. Betonline.ag, Brinks TV, Miss Courtney, her style. Uh, Believe in Network for giving Mark and I this opportunity. The draft was fun. Um, the preparation was fun. Uh, it keeps us evolved and involved at the same time. Mark, the Pittsburghs tell us I thought had a good draft this year. They got everything they needed this year plus more, I think. So appreciate everybody just tuning in. Make sure y'all give us a five-piece. That's a five-star rate and review us because we're just trying to have fun, be insightful, and give y'all good news and educate y'all for football. That's all we're trying to do. Couldn't have said it better myself. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe It's Dealers show. We will see you next time. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.